Cody, Cody, wake up. Mm. Cody. There's a monster outside my room. Can I have a glass of water? What? There's a monster outside my room, and it's walking toward the house. Can I have a glass of water? What? What What are you talking Just about, dude? Just look I, for yourself, dude. All right, I made it. I'm right. thirsty, though. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck is that, right? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is it, dude? Oh, my God. Should we open the window? Oh, fuck, dude. Open it. Do you open think? the window. Oh, no, I don't know. Do it. I'm doing it. Uh, uh hey guys, uh, I'm here to record the podcast. Uh, the door was locked downstairs, so I just figured I'd climb up on the roof and you know get in this way. Oh my gosh, God. Barnabas, Barnabas, you about gave me a heart attack. Oh, sorry guys, you know, but you know we watched uh, Signs a few days ago, so you know. That's why we watch Signs. Signs. That's right. Episode Signs. three of the Midnight Reel the podcast. Yeah, You're that, that's here for here. it. Oh uh, my gosh! All right, Jesus. episode uh, three. Apologies. Sorry. Sorry, let's do Barnabas. This. Ready? Let's do it. Right, yeah, let's, well, let's I'm ready it. if you guys are ready. Welcome to Grave Dis. Whoa, 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 Barnabas. That's wrong. Wrong podcast. Oh, that's, wrong that's, podcast. that's the wrong one. No. Welcome in, everybody, to episode three of the Midnight Reel. I am one half host, Cody, joined by my co-host, Brendan. Hello, everybody. And also joined by a special guest today. Uh, His name is Barnabas. You might know him from his podcast, Grave Discussions. Welcome in, Barnabas. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, we're, we're, we're stoked to have you. Yeah, on. we're thrilled. Thank you for being here with us. We're excited to talk to you about signs today. Oh, it's super exciting. It's going to be really yeah. awesome. Uh, anytime. Got guys, a lot anytime. of fun uh, stuff to discuss here about signs. So, um, yeah, without further ado, we can get into it if you, if you like. I, yeah, might as well, right? Yeah, That's let's what go. we came here to do. The well, welcome into the show. Um, oh, uh, for, first thing uh, for all the listeners out there. Um, do be warned, uh, this is a spoiler-filled discussion. Uh, we will be talking all about signs, everything about it from beginning to end and everything in between. So just be warned, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Come back, listen to the podcast after. Um, if you like spoilers, uh, if that floats your boat, I guess listen to it now. But and be warned. It should also be noted that this is going to probably have some explicit content in it. Uh, so just as another sort of disclaimer there. But anyways, um, I guess we'll start with our first initial thoughts of the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts, reactions, relationship to the movie, kind of mm-hmm. uh, when you first saw it, what um, just bit, yeah. Barnabas, you want to start off? When did you first see Signs, I guess? Or when? Did, what's your first thoughts of the movie? An experience with yeah. it. So, I mean, as you guys know, but maybe some of the listeners don't know, I mean, I run a horror podcast called Grave Discussions, as you alluded to. So uh, I'm all about horror. And I think 
personally speaking, Signs is probably one of the better horror-leaning, like, alien invasion movies out there. Just, you know, putting that out there. I also think it's probably one of M. Night's best films, personally. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's just this very surface-level opinion about the movie itself. You know, it goes way deeper than that. But I think it has some genuinely terrifying, creepy moments that a lot of other alien films don't necessarily have and and could probably learn a thing or two from you know signs but uh, my personal experience with it goes back god i don't i don't even know how long honestly it's probably part trauma related part something else (laughs) to where like i don't remember i don't remember exactly (laughs) exactly like when i saw signs but it was definitely when i was younger okay and Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe early teens, you know, something like that. Because when I was a kid, uh, I, I wouldn't really be allowed to watch horror movies so much, but my dad was into them to to an extent, but he was really more into kind of sci-fi. So uh, at some point we watched Signs. I don't remember if we owned it or if, you know, we just catch it on TV. Because back <laughs> in the day, it would be on TV kind of a lot. Yeah, right, on mm-hmm. cable or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm, I do remember that. I'm pretty positive that I saw it myself. But either way, I was totally terrified by it, especially one scene in particular, which we'll get into. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in general, I thought the movie was scary. As like a kid who hadn't been that exposed to horror and who still was kind of like underdeveloped, you know, I... I definitely had nightmares about the movie, that one scene in particular. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that after I saw it the first time, I completely avoided it for years because I was, <laughs> I was scared of, of the movie. Yeah. That's, it's funny you say that because it sounds like we kind of have a sort of similar first experience yeah. with the movie as well. I, I remember like vividly watching mm. this movie as a kid. I, I had to have been I probably like uh, a 10 or 11 years old, maybe. I think it came out in like 2002, right? Yeah, yep. 2002, um, yep. 2002, so maybe I, dude, I, maybe I wasn't even that old. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was super young. My dad had it on DVD, um, and dude, the movie traumatized me, man. I mm-hmm. just, I remember it, it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my life. There's one, like you said to there's one scene in particular where we'll talk about later that just it scarred me and I swear to God scared me away from watching any type of horror movie <laughs> for the next like seven years at mm-hmm. least. Oh, wow. Like, I just, dude, I wouldn't go near him. I was like, nope, I don't do that scary shit. Get me away from it. <laughs> and it just, even even watching it again, like I, that was, I think one of my favorite parts about rewatching it is like, I legitimately felt like I was like when the scenes came up that scared me, I was feeling like I was a kid again. And just like I was like, no, this this still works. It's mm-hmm. still pretty effective. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree. As far as like M. Night Shyamalan's film go that I've seen, uh, this is by far my favorite out of his because probably mostly because of the like sentimental attachment or trauma. I don't know if you can say sentimental trauma. <laughs> like that but like just because of the memory mm-hmm. i have with it of it even like my little brother has the same feeling like he's like dude mm-hmm. this movie fucked me up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so yeah i i do enjoy this movie a lot coming back to it now this 
this was the first time I'd watched it in like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. I'm not, not even yeah, kidding. Wow. You I, really, you stayed, I you steered completely stayed away clear. from this movie for so long. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad I watched it again now. Uh, it was great. Well, I'm glad you did too. And I'm glad that it, uh, it was for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I really waited until I need. I had yeah, a reason had, to watch had, it again. You had no choice. <laughs> yeah. We put you, put you in a corner. Yeah. Actually, Barnabas put you in a corner. He chose. Yep, it. that's true. I know. Yeah, we did give him three choices. We gave yeah, him options, and he chose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, signs for me. I guess my experience is a little bit different than your guys. Is you guys have a little bit more of a traumatic experience with it. Uh, mine's a little bit less traumatic. Um, I, I don't I don't remember exactly how old I was when I saw it. I would imagine I saw it when I was around the age of like twelve to fourteen years old ish, like sometime around the time that it came out or shortly after it came out. Um, I believe I saw it on DVD. I don't think I saw it in the movies. So uh, that you know, I was probably probably a year or so after it came out. I would imagine. Um, but that being said. Uh, my experience with it is it, you know, it scared me. Definitely the scene that you guys are discussing, that's the scene that really sticks out and like sends chills down your spine. Um, just like give, gives you chills all, all over your body essentially. And, uh, that scene definitely stands out and does like, there is something, uh, inherently creepy about this, that scene, mm-hmm. um, that I think every, like most people can relate to that, still uh like kind of stands the test of time today even rewatching that um and uh i think i think it's just uh there, there's a lot to discuss with that scene we'll, we'll get into all that later but that be like all that being said um still uh you know I, i'm I, I like m night a lot uh at least his style is really unique and he brings uh a lot of that you know to every film that he makes but um it doesn't always completely work but with signs it really does, um, and uh, but my my experience with signs is uh, signs and M Night. I have a um, stronger relationship with a, another one of his films than, than I do signs personally. So it's not as traumatic to me as like something else is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, at least in relation to you guys. But um, but yeah, no, I still love signs. Signs is still yeah. uh, still holds up today. Um, lot to really like about this movie um and just yeah just some of the imagery it just it just it sticks with you for sure it's not not traumatic to me but definitely like has a nostalgia about it for Mm -hmm. me uh, as well as i'm sure uh you guys have with it yeah well i think you know the, the stuff that really affects you especially as a kid tends to stick with you in, in a sort of mm-hmm. a, in a more special way than maybe some other movies, especially like horror movies do, uh, which is why I think people have such a sentimental attachment to the things that did affect them very strongly as children. And I mean, for me personally, I'm not like, uh, you know, if there was a science remake, I'm going to be like, yeah, this movie sucks. But, <laughs> right, but, right. Um, but, you know, that that makes complete sense as to why like Brendan and I kind of have a bit of a different attachment to it than you do Cody. But I think we can Mm -hmm. all appreciate that it is a great film and in a lot of ways, definitely revolutionary in a sense. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. what it did for um, sci-fi uh, mm-hmm. and aliens. Yeah, I was going to say uh, as an alien movie for really, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it definitely it, it raised the bar in a in a different kind of way. It wasn't like in action, you know, all out action, like Independence yeah. Day type, you know, yeah, uh, style. It, it, took you know, the, it really like, took this like small uh, feel, like mm-hmm. kind of like an indie indie type feel, I guess. You, you well, yeah, say. it took the whole and, like idea of like an alien invasion, right? Mm-hmm. From like the idea of a global scale into mm-hmm. like it's still happening globally, but we only see it through the perspective right. of a family. So it's, it's like, a very personal journey. It's, and it's really easy to yeah. relate to because you can mm-hmm. be like, this is what my dad would be like in an alien invasion or what you know what I mean? Yeah, like right. it feels kind of. like it's their kind of like more like it's more of like a like a relatable scale. I feel like with it being based through mm-hmm. a from a family's perspective. And I think a little more terrifying too. Oh yeah. Because like yeah, like, yeah, because you know I mean? yeah, because you're you're experiencing it on like essentially ground level. You're experiencing yeah, it on ground exactly. level as opposed to it's, it's like I was telling uh, you guys about this. You know how the experience feels while we were watching it. It's kind of like if if you're just sitting at home with your family experiencing some like kind of crazy global event. Like even let's go back to nine eleven, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were children then, but just imagine if you I, I was at school, but still it's yep. like, you know, I, I kind kind of remember hearing the news and then going back, you know, with my family and it was just it was just traumatic. It was terrible. And, you know, you never knew what to expect. Uh, everything was just kind of like topsy turvy, but you really didn't have the perspective of like the entire world, like how a a big blockbuster movie presents it. Like, Oh, there are people out there trying to uh, save the world and doing all this and all that. And it feels much grander, right? It's kind of like, you know, if if you were there at home and there was an alien invasion going on in the TV and you were just stuck at home, you really couldn't do anything, but then you were also experiencing those symptoms. Like that would be absolutely insane and absolutely terrifying. And I think the fact that it grounds you to that level and kind of isolates the experience to mm-hmm. this one family is what makes it so relatable and, and that much more terrifying because in the nineties you had a, a spurt of action kind of sci-fi movies like the fifth element, men in black independence day, like you mentioned, right. Uh, Starship mm-hmm. Troopers and Mars Attacks. There's a bunch of these like alien Mars movies. Attack. Yeah. Alien Very movies that, that alien had this movies. big sci-fi action element to them yep. where it was like a big blockbuster and everything. So you didn't really have that horror. I mean, you had yeah. movies like Arrival and then in 1993 there was uh, Fire in the Sky, which now is kind of like a cult classic, but wasn't yeah. really... Mm-hmm. At least I don't know. I was born that year, so I have no idea. But I don't think was like a huge event. So really, I think Signs. Oh, was fire the in first, the sky! You mean? Yeah, I think yeah, Signs. No, was, I, I feel like it was just, that one was a smaller one back then. Oh, at least I I've never seen that movie. I've so. never seen it either. I know, I know we plan on watching it at yeah, some. It's point, supposed to. Yeah. It, I haven't either, but it's supposed to be like one of the scariest. Uh, alien like abduction movies ever supposedly yeah but, i know yeah. i know it's about like a real life uh take yeah. on it right? but but yeah. my, my point is though like i don't think it was like huge in pop culture or anything like mm-hmm, signs mm-hmm. was and so 
kind of under the, under the radar and those like action blockbuster sci-fi movies really took over like the 90s but then signs came out and it really i think brought aliens and that specific aspect of sci-fi back to like its horror roots and was really like the, the first big revolutionary like sci-fi horror movie of of the 21st century really and that's yeah. why it was oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so mm-hmm. important i think yeah, I mean, dude, I just think about how, like, effectively this movie scared the shit out of me for years, mm-hmm. man. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, this is, like, probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I mean, like, I don't know, like, it's, mm-hmm. I, I just, it well, just still freaks me. I still get chills sometimes yeah, thinking dude, about it, man. for sure. <laughs> and, like, uh, to go go off of what Barnabas was saying, um, the uh, signs literally, it, uh, and M. Night Shyamalan literally, uh, like, s- stapled this into pop culture. Like, it was very, it, it, this became uh, a really, just a really big phenomenon kind of at the mm-hmm. time, I think, mm-hmm. in 2002. Um, I was pretty young back then, but I, from what I remember and what Barnabas it, is actually saying, it really is kind of bringing back some memories. Like, this is like, and M. Night, he's really, like, very popular and well known among you know, just yeah, audiences and and pop just, culture yeah, and they love his his, his style sense, and man. Yeah. Every, everything mm-hmm. that so like and at the time he was kind of like that was like he was taken off at that time so mm-hmm. Signs was like really big and like uh, when it came out it did well and people really liked it and it really became like this. Uh, Really big phenomenon, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not 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 a phenomenon in the case that like well, some other films are, but a phenomenon in the sense of like the it, type of film that it was and yeah. what it did for those types of films to come after, essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So and very different from like what what Barnabas was talking about uh, mm-hmm. with Mars Attacks and Independence Day and all those uh, films of of the uh, of the nineties and kind of the portrayal. Of uh, you know the aliens in those films and mm-hmm. and our relationships with the aliens in those films and things like that. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I think brings a, up a lot of really good points. A, another like cool thing that it, it did too that I just like like about the movie a lot is how he chose to like reveal the alien in the movie. Like altogether, the movie the alien is only ever like on screen for a total of like ninety seconds. I think it's mm-hmm. only like on screen for about a minute and a half in total, the most part being at the very end end, with the finale. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's, it's just like, I don't know. It, it feel like with like the other movies, like, like when you think of like Mars attacks or like independence day, like you get, you get decent looks at the aliens and stuff the whole time. Right. But he kind of like did that differently too, in the sense that like, we only get like little glimpses of it. Like the, like the, the the silhouette on the roof of the farmhouse or like mm-hmm. the leg in the cornfield mm-hmm. or the the fucking hand in the pantry man yes. yep. um like all of that and i that that's like what i think really most terrifies me about it is that it, it lends a lot of it to the imagination for a while mm-hmm. and you're just like what the hell is this mm-hmm. thing like yeah well and it does everything so subtly too and so well like like even the scene uh, it's a really, really, like, awesome uh, scene is, uh, I can't remember, I think they, they just get back from uh, uh, 
the town. And uh, they start hearing the aliens over the uh, baby monitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he ra- he climbs on top of the car, and then they all kind of, like, create this kind of, like, snake down from the top of the car yep. uh, to the hood and stuff. And they're all kind of, like, touching each other. And he's holding the, the baby monitor up in the air, and it's kind of just these noises that the aliens are making and they're kind of just like listening to it in that moment and like the score is playing and it has all these really cool like it's the shot like like of the baby monitor and it's like crawling up his arm morgan's arm and like up into the sky and it's really cool shot really awesome scene Mm -hmm. and it just it it tells so much with doing so little essentially you know there's, um, and it's, I love just like subtle scenes like that because it paints this picture, but then you're also like painting this picture in your mind, like, oh shit, like you're listening to the aliens, you're imagining like, mm-hmm. okay, what, like, what are they talking about? What do they do? Like, it's raising all these questions. What do they look like? You because you still haven't seen them in the film yet. You like, you seen like, yeah, maybe a, a couple glances to that point, like, but like you said, slivers, like, yeah, you may have seen. I, I don't remember if you've seen the alien's leg to that point. I don't remember if you've seen. Uh, I think I think you did see his silhouette. Uh, yeah, I think that's on, on, after on the, roof, the window, and yeah. after the roof scene and stuff like that. But I think but, that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. I, I, one thing I want to say too that I like about this scene you're talking about too, in particular, mm-hmm. is that it's like it's kind of like I I like someone. I there was a YouTube video I watched about signs that had mentioned it, and it like was a really cool kind of like connection. I thought that he had made to it, but it was uh like. So with that scene where they're listening to the baby monitor, if you're like, if you watch the baby monitor signal doesn't come clear until like the whole family is like holding each other as like a Mm -hmm. sign that like, like they need to like get through this together and stay Mm -hmm. together. And that's the only way it's going to make any sense or work. Right. And like, and there's a lot of those little kind of like writing things uh, around the movie that I just think like, M Knight just does like so well that it makes me like appreciate him more as like mm-hmm. a screenwriter and everything that he doesn't like like make things like obvious to you so much as he just like puts them there and lets you find them if you're paying attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um but yeah, I like like even the the baby monitor thing like it's a, yeah, I I agree. It's a really cool scene and mm-hmm. how it shows the way everything's working with the aliens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there there are a lot of those great little scenes, and uh, you know, some people will say like it, it it's stuff like that that really makes horror effective, and I definitely agree. I mean, it, I think having scenes like that where you know you just see the legs sticking out, and you kind of are wondering like what it is, and then you hear the aliens audio, and and there's nothing else. Like it just kind of ends there, and you're left wondering. It's that sense of wonder certainly that this movie builds really really well because it is terrifying but then you know there's things like that and then uh, you start thinking like the characters think like oh you know like what if they're peaceful what if they're just afraid of us you know what if this what if that Mm -hmm. and then ultimately once you know once the one scene rolls around and you kind of see it for the first time and you realize like kind of how terrifying they look you start to think like oh my god like this thing could be malevolent like it's it might be out to get me sort of thing and um it, it's that build-up i think that works yeah. really really well for this movie um, now if this movie came out now people would probably be like oh it's so slow but i think the pacing yeah, is, will... is excellent because it gives you those little little previews here and there and builds this sense of awe kind of 
before it really dives into like the the serious horror. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And maybe we should talk about those scenes now that we're all so terrified of, right? It seems yeah. like a good time to start diving into them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty those. sure the one you guys you're talking about the like the the. I think what they ended up calling it was like the disturbing footage scene from the movie, right? Yeah, or like alien, birthday like, birthday party scene or something. Birthday like party that. scene. Yeah, it's yeah a, I think it's like a birthday party in a different country. And like, in Brazil yeah, it's or something. like yeah, they're in Brazil and it's a birthday party and there's mm-hmm. like a like a handheld camera mm-hmm. and like, oh god, this is creepy oh, stuff, it's so good. dude. <laughs> it's so good, and I love how the scene, oh, like god. the scene itself, how it's portrayed too, is so cool because. Not only are you watching like the actual footage uh, uh, from the birthday party uh, that they captured of this alien, uh, but you're also watching the reaction of mm-hmm. um, Meryl. It's Meryl. Meryl, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix it's my character favorite Meryl. Scene I think that he's and in. his <laughs> his reaction to it is just like he really gives off that vibe of like yeah that eeriness that he like he's seeing himself mm-hmm. and like that's how we you like we would react if we were sitting like, exactly. it's just like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, you're just so like, like he's so taken aback. Yeah. And, like the way he screams. And he, just, and he, and he yeah. like, he corners himself to the back of like the cl- closet that he's in. You yeah. Know, well, he's like in a yeah, closet. Well, they moved the, the TV into TV. the closet. Cause the kid, he said yeah. the kids were getting too obsessed. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, I like how Meryl, like he has this whole arc where he's like slowly getting more and more obsessed with the aliens mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Right. Because like he's like, no, I moved it in here to like protect the kids. And then he mm-hmm. spends like the whole movie in the closet watching yeah. the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the kids really take a, a, a um, an interest in the alien invasion, too, and start doing their own research. And yeah. Like with, they get the tinfoil and, he, and he totally starts buying into what they're they're saying, too, because he. He's sitting there with a tinfoil hat with mm-hmm. them when uh, uh, Morgan comes home. Or not Morgan. Um, Graham. Graham yeah. comes home. Mm-hmm. Morgan's the kid. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how, how M. Night uses humor in the movie, too. He does. Um, he yeah. uses oh, yeah, it well in, like, in really good spots to, like, like, like he puts it in the spot where they're acting like, like tinfoil hat people when it's, like, it makes sense and it's, like, funny to joke about it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, still know that this is like actually happening, and like, like aliens are here on Earth right now yep. in the movie or whatever. But right. like, it's a good way to kind of like release some of that like tension because this is a such a tense movie, dude. This oh, movie yeah, makes is. me so nervous, bro. I God. Well, man. <laughs> going back to the scene, I just like we were kind of alluding to. It was those little hints that really I think made it so effective because they they start off thinking that it's uh i forget their names but some local like troublemakers or something right uh and yeah so they, ca- yeah they start off thinking mm-hmm. it's uh, some kids yeah causing issues or whatever and, yeah right. uh, yeah and so as as a viewer i mean you probably think like okay it's aliens but but they kind of play it up to where it could be just some pranksters right I mean, them jumping on the roof is kind of like a weird thing. So you're like, okay, that's a little strange. You know, maybe there is something else yeah. going on. But then it gives you these little little sneak peeks and you see the leg and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, it's kind of weird. But, you know, maybe it's explainable. And then that that one scene really delivers everything that you've been thinking the entire time. And maybe you were wrong. Maybe you were right. But it's still completely shocking because of 
how it's done and the fact that, you know, this is really the first big reveal. And, and uh, as a viewer, you know, you're thinking, okay, like if, if I was in this position, it would also be terrifying because it's just such an unimaginable phenomenon. And, mm -hmm. and you get the reaction of the kids, you get Meryl's reaction. The score that's really so brings that scene forward too. And I mean, that's just why it's the most recognizable, memorable scene from this movie because of all those things together and how it mm -hmm. is portrayed. Fun fact, M. Night supposedly shot that scene himself on like a handheld home recorder. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, uh, I read that too. Yeah. I did read that. Yeah, he had. And then, yeah, I that I think, I mean, it makes sense. I know. Well, I know. I know M. Night doesn't like to use CGI, like mm -hmm. while we're on the top of like him doing things himself. Another quick fun fact about the movie that I find just absolutely amazing is that they grew 40 acres of real cornfield oh, wow. for the movie. And the, like all of the signs, like the crop circles, they were like, so they were, they literally made them like they mm -hmm. planted the corns crops and then they um they cut down the crop circles for filming it because m night Shyamalan just doesn't like using cgi which i can respect yeah. that's fine um but so but so the crazy part is that so he planted it there's this college um called the the delaware valley college um i believe is the name of it dvc for short mm -hmm. um they planted the 40 acres and they got him planted and like they grew it so fast with the irrigation method they used that the college actually adopted the method they hmm. used for science and they teach it as part of their curriculum now at the school because they got 40 acres of corn to grow up so fast for the movie so they could make the movie in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now they just like, that's how they teach it at the school now. And it's, that blows so, so that blows bizarre. my mind. That's pretty that they, cool. He's just like, that's, listen, that's we cool, can't though. make yeah, fake really crop cool. circles. They need to be real. So let's figure out a whole new way to grow corn <laughs> and do it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty. Insane, let's grow actually. it as fast as we can, and then and I mean and so yeah. So I mean they after the movie was done, they harvested the forty acres of corn mm -hmm. and donated it to fruit markets and everything. And wow. the the same with the house too. They they built the house on the set like for the set is like a hollow set right so that wasn't like that house was built there on the property where the cornfield was too it was all like practical mm -hmm. it was crazy yeah, yeah that is pretty insane actually there's lots it of is. interesting little fun facts about this movie um oh totally yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it, it's super cool it's kind of funny that <laughs> m night not to go off topic but it's just kind of funny that m night supposedly doesn't like using cgi and then you know like eight years later he did the last airbender <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. which is just <laughs> wild to me but I've, dude, I've still really never good seen point. that movie i don't uh, know well it's maybe like, that'll be another movie for you guys to do at some point oh, but maybe. i don't, I don't want to be on uh, that i would i would say probably not <laughs> another movie for us to <laughs> but anyway yeah anyway going going back just gonna though, go out on a limb and say, um, probably not yeah that but yeah that, we that prefer scene. the anime here okay we yeah. prefer the animated series listen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not to get too off topic here but no i <laughs> i will die um, on this hill no, actually i wanted to say one more thing about that uh birth oh there's so much to say about the birthday party scene but i know we have other things to talk about but i just wanted to kind of say one one last thing about it that I, I think 
uh, is makes it so effective too is the fact that um, it's this is witnessed by uh, kids, you know, at a birthday party. And that mm-hmm. kind of connected mm-hmm. to one other thing I wanted to point out about the movie that I actually didn't talk about when we were watching it together. But now as I'm thinking about the movie more, I, I definitely think is relevant is, is how this movie actually uh, portrays the, the kids in this situation and how the horror is happening to them. So the birthday party scene obviously has a bunch of children being terrified by seeing this monster walk out from like behind a bush or whatever it is. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and the movie itself really, uh, uses the children as, as like a focal point in, in the terror. I don't know. I'm saying that kind of weird, but you know what I mean? Like the, it really is like the first kind of sci-fi horror movie in, in a while to directly kind of tackle the issue of these things happening to kids. And I mean, the aliens at various points, you know, go after um, Graham's children, right? They go after yeah. Bo and they go after right. Morgan, like directly uh, attacking them. Like they're not, they don't discriminate at all well, about the, like who I mean, they target. I'm, yeah, well, I'm mm-hmm. led to believe that, I mean, because they say like in the, when they all wake up in the basement at toward the end there, they hear the news and he's like, he's like, they were here to harvest us. Yeah. Like they weren't here for anything on the planet. They were here for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like they probably wanted the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know. I'm, I went into this crazy theory. I was like, well, maybe the aliens are like us, but they're like a different kind of us. <laughs> so they come back to get the kids so uh-huh. they can turn the kids into them. And then I just like. I don't know. That, <laughs> that's, that, yeah, but that's, that's interesting. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> that's why the movie's cool, right? Because yeah. you can just like go off on it like that. Yeah, yeah you think, really like, don't wow, know. Well, I wonder like what like, he never tells us why they're there and we never really get a solid mm-hmm. answer. But yeah. there's like, well, they would they could be here for this or for this. But we don't know. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, I just think, yeah. you know, that that aspect uh, is especially us watching it as kids is what made it so much more terrifying too. Cause it's like, th- we see this yeah, happening to people our age yeah. and it's like, we're not safe. And I, I, I don't know. At one point I did have a nightmare about an alien, like under my bed and that shit was terrifying. And I think that Me had too, something to do with yeah. watching signs. <laughs> I know so. it did 100% I mean, for me. Man. I, I had a couple, I, I like when I was a, a little bit younger, I definitely had a few alien, invasion dreams that really like terrified me to my core like brutally aliens is scary man like i like i you know i just i remember like they that like i still remember the dreams to this day because those dreams like were burnt into my mind Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure signs like the especially the 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 design of the alien from signs like i remember i remember seeing like that type of version in one of the dreams. So I know signs Mm. had an impact on some of these dreams that I was having, no no doubt about it. So, yeah, that's, uh, but signs, now to to go back, I I did want to touch on what you said earlier, how uh, you you were talking about some of the humor in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, Because M. Night did, you know, he did obviously deliberately put that humor in the film, but it was funny, I, I, I saw... It was even an interview of him talking or some some sort of behind the scenes clip or something. But I remember uh, seeing he was talking about how he wrote the humor when he wrote the script. He he wrote it so that it 
would you know play out kind of like some of the scenes uh kind of comedically like kind of funny and uh and then when he got to set and they started filming it he had completely forgot you know as he's directing and they're filming it he i guess he had com- just forgotten that he made it kind of funny <laughs> so then as they were shooting the scenes he was like oh oh yeah this is actually kind of funny mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what the hell that's so funny and, uh, man. i just thought that was actually pretty funny but yeah, it, it, you reminded <laughs> me of it when you were talking about the humor in the movie because there is actually some like pretty like funny moments in the movie like totally like one of the one of the scenes that stands out to me that's actually kind of funny. M. Night has this really specific way that he does his films in general like you you just know an M. Night movie when you see one. Mm-hmm. And um especially like M. Night dialogue and like the characters and how they interact with each other's so, a bit different than kind of like how like a lot of movies that you may see like some of the dialogue isn't as organic but it really feeds into the story and if it works it really works and like with signs it really works with sixth sense it really works at least in my opinion um and in, in some of his other films you know uh, i mean we already mentioned the last airbender but there's you know mm-hmm. other films that he's done that have kind of missed the mark in that department but um but yeah, no, to get back to signs though, signs, like he really has this distinct style and he, he goes for it and he really hits it home with, with signs with uh, just a lot of the different things that stand out to me. But one of the things that stood out to me comedically uh, is the scene uh, when uh, Meryl is sitting across uh, at the, at the kitchen table uh, from uh, sheriff, the sheriff and He's having the conversation with her, telling her about, you know, the, the night before when the, 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 the man or the thing was on their roof and they're yeah. discussing it. <laughs> and then she, she's like, well, um, she talks about like how there was like the Scandinavian woman that was in town like the day prior. Nobody had seen her, which is like another interesting thing. Obviously, you would think that the aliens have gotten that would have gotten to her if she's been she went missing. Um, but. That being said, then uh, Meryl, like, gets this really funny look on his face and he, like, responds to her with, like, something like, like, aside from the, from the, the, the thought that it could have been an Olympic Scandinavian high jumping woman uh, on our roof last night, yeah. <laughs> like, excluding that, yeah, what could it have been? <laughs> like, it's, it's really, fun. it's a really funny, like, comedic moment. And, and it's, it's so interesting, too, because, like, like 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 Barnabas said earlier, the the pacing in the movie is like it it is a bit slower, especially like uh, for people's taste uh, today. Like the pacing's pretty slow, but it really works for that film. Um, and the and just like all those like funny like little comedic moments that that it builds to, um, or even the really like high tension moments that it builds to, like the the scene in the closet with the. When he's watching the the birthday party reveal of of the the sighting of the alien, um, just all all the those subtle moments in that the the way that the pacing is set up really makes a lot of those moments either funnier or more tense or just more horrifying in general. Um, and M Night does it so well. He does it so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or like another funny part for me, like in the beginning too, when they first like uh, it's like right in the beginning when they're first going outside to check they're like oh it's got to be these these darn kids like uh messing around with our stuff 
Mm-hmm. And then Graham is talking to Meryl. They like grabbing bats and stuff. And Graham's like, should I swear at the kids? Like, what do I say? <laughs> and then he's yeah. like, he's like, you might have to swear, Graham. Yeah. And he's like, but I, I used to be a priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like that, that, that's funny. To me. I like that, that dialogue it, a lot. Yeah. It was a lot I, of fun. Um, I think it's a good, yeah, I think it's the humor really adds this charming element to it, but also a realistic element, you know, because in real life, just those things happen. Like, you know, you have goofy moments Mm -hmm. and especially in the face of something terrifying, you know, you, you kind of, uh, I think rely on humor and, and charm and personality to try to cut through that and sort of calm yourself down and calm your family down. And a big aspect of this movie is, you know, Mel Gibson playing this father figure who is conflicted both with his family and with his faith and everything. But, you know, at the same time, his driving motivation is protecting his family. And so, you know, sometimes you need to, have those type of moments to actually be able to 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 resolve that tension and and make everybody feel safe right so yeah i, I exactly. think i think make the humor feels like they're okay yeah. I, I mean some of the moments are like a little goofy but <laughs> i think all in all i think the humor is done is done well because if this was just like a flat out 100% tense horror movie like it would be good but i think the humor is kind of what separates it from a lot of those types of movies too, because it, it feels yeah. a little bit more natural, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like natural, um, just like natural, good mm-hmm. uh, comedic relief. It feels like, yeah, you know. yeah, it, like, yeah, like a, little it, bit a lot of, of like, it doesn't feel like it's forced. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's written in well and like it's that it's got good timing. Yeah. The stuff comes across well, you know, and it, and it definitely does its job of like really kind of like, like just like when it's a tense moment, it kind of it just really lightens it up for a quick second before mm-hmm. like the next big thing happens mm-hmm. that's gonna like send you like scared shitless into yeah. the next right. room or whatever. But yeah, and it, it doesn't. Makes, it totally like it doesn't take away from the 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 intensity of of the scene no. or of the moment. And it kind of yeah. makes the viewer feel a little more at ease too. Like you basically just alluded yeah, to, exactly. Brendan. You know, it, it gives you that moment of relief before it terrifies you again and I, I think that's really solid i mean i i even like just it's not even just like one scene in particular and it's it's really subtle but i mean one of the funniest aspects of the movie for me is just like bo's weird thing with you know leaving glasses of water around the house like i think yeah. It's, yeah. I, it would be it's annoying like i would be annoyed at it but i think it's just funny oh, yeah. how it just pops up in like random scenes like you just see more glasses of water there's like a scene uh, in particular, I think when, you know, uh, Graham is like cleaning up, he's got like so many glasses of water in his hand and then like the shot yeah. just kind of, uh, pans over and, you know, there's more there's glasses more. of water and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh God, he has this expression on his face. <laughs> yeah. and I just think it's, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's the exact scene, uh, that where they're having the conversation at the kitchen table. He's like walking yeah, around yeah, the yeah. house, collecting the glasses and she's watching TV, I think in the living room and he's like, mm-hmm. He's like, what's wrong with this one? And she's like giving him all the... Re- she's like, that one's that one's got Morgan's germs. And yeah. what, what about this one? That one has amoebas. What about this one? It has dust in it. 
And she just has like all these excuses <laughs> for water. all these different like, like cups of water. Dad, I just like drinking are... half cups of water. Yeah. Leave me alone. I take two sips and it's gone bad. What do you want from me? It's like you don't know but... this, Dad, but you're gonna need him to kill aliens in fifty minutes. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, that's a, it's another sign though. It well, it's it's part Whoa. of her. It's part of her character arc essentially because yeah. all the characters kind of have their different arcs in this film um, that they that they overcome by the end of the film. Um, uh, the main, the really the main one and the main theme, obviously being faith. I know we kind of touched on, um, yeah, uh, Graham being, a, you know, was a priest, and, uh, yeah. losing his faith, uh, because his his wife, uh, got hit by a car, uh, mm-hmm. and died. She uh, got pinned up against the tree. We know what happened. That and, like miraculous right, moment, kind of. Mm-hmm. M Night Shyamalan yeah, mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, yep. a miraculous moment in itself that she was even alive to be able to, to say, the, say what she said. Yeah. Um, or even I, just I, the I, fact like, that she got hit um, and what I think uh, M. Knight's character was saying, it was just this like almost miraculous moment because of of how he was like driving and just at that split second she walked out and, and you know, got hit when when yeah, nobody yeah. when nobody would like ever be there and that stretch of road that he's ridden like so many times or something. It was something to that effect, you know? Yeah. He was saying that she just kind of like came out of nowhere there and like, and then even just like, like the thing that I really like about this is like just the relationship that, that Graham goes through, I guess Mm -hmm. like with God for the whole movie is that Mm -hmm. like the whole movie or you think that uh, like he's, he's clearly lost his faith and everything um, but then like, I like how we slowly see these like dream sequences of him, like remembering his wife and that night that she died as if it's like, it's sort of like him walking back to mm-hmm. his faith because like, cause as the dreams go on, you get closer and closer to seeing what happened. And then we hear her last words. And then, but before like the end, Graham has that talk with Meryl about like faith and coincidence yeah and how like like really i love that scene yeah it was it's really really good he talks uh, about how there's like there's two different kinds of people there's like people that believe in faith and destiny and then there's there's two people that just believe there's people that believe in coincidence Mm -hmm. and so he said that after he heard his life his wife's last words which were just see Graham swing away Meryl. Yeah. He's like, there's no way if that woman loved me that those would be the last words that right. she said or whatever. And right. then... And he just, just and then, chalked and it then up that's to, he's to like, her I don't brain believe in God firing anymore. off with yeah, memories exactly. that she had. That were just so. coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out later that, like, is actually the thing that, like, restores his faith because he has that whole epiphany, yeah. right, when the alien shows up mm-hmm. and he sees... He sees Meryl. He sees. He sees again. He opens up his eyes again, which is essentially what his wife was telling him in that scene. You know, see. She told Mm -hmm. him to see. See Graham. Mm -hmm. And obviously that meant nothing to him then. He had no idea. Like, he didn't swing away Meryl. Yeah, right. But then he realized in that moment, ah, okay. He's like, oh, I see. see. Yeah. (laughs) I see again. It's like, oh, this makes Uh, sense. And And I think that's another thing that, like, it's important, too, with the relationship between him and Morgan, his son. Because Morgan, like, clearly throughout the movie never loses his faith. 
uh, in mm. God and stuff like that. And because like even in the mm-hmm. beginning, he's like, yeah, maybe he's, God made this prop circles or whatever. Right. And he's upset with his father. He does. He gets really upset with mm-hmm. his dad for not acting like I think at one point, like he even asks Meryl, he says, I wish that you were my yeah, dad. Does, because yeah. because like he just doesn't like how his dad is acting like with no faith in anything mm-hmm. anymore. But and Meryl's reaction to that is really he says, don't you ever say that. Again. Yeah, right. that, that was yeah. like probably the most like heartbreaking scene, mm-hmm. I think, in the movie for sure is when like is when Morgan says that. And Morgan te- Morgan tells his father that he hates him, too. Yeah, he says, I hate yep. him. he does. Uh, yeah, so it's, some it's really fascinating. I think the whole relationship. I mean, because on one end, yeah. of course, you have this internal conflict between Graham and within the family, like with the son and everything. But then, you know, there's also the aspect of religion in the face of something like an alien invasion, which is completely crazy mm-hmm. and so yeah. literally out of this world. You know, it's like you, a, a lot of people anyway, uh, have this. I think idea of what faith is, of what God is and everything. And a lot of people think it's very localized to earth. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like God is here on Mm -hmm. earth. God made earth and maybe the universe Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's still like, you know, when something like that basically invades that perception, it's like, yeah, when it's well, challenging yeah, it's like, perception. Okay, clearly there's something more out there. Like, is my entire worldview skewed? Like, am I, is everything that I've come to believe in over so many years of my life just wrong? And that really creates like a terrifying internal yeah. issue, right? And I, yeah, yeah, that's definitely time. like a big thing about, about the it, movie. And I think it, it can, this movie is really <laughs> the first, and I mean, I, I think the best example of that specific theme and i I just think it's extremely fascinating and and very fascinating how these characters approach it too because we see in so many instances how like the alien invasion validates graham's uh kind of suspension of his faith and then eventually he comes back into it even in the face of this alien who's like threatening his son right so right and yeah. threatening the idea that what he even believed mm-hmm. in in the first place. Ever, and and it's know, it's also, fake. it's funny that you say it like that to Bart about it being so, or Bart was about it being so terrifying is that um, like the M. Night Shyamalan himself said that like to him, the most terrifying aspect of this movie mm-hmm. is that we see a good man like Graham completely lose his faith in God yeah. in the face of something like this. And mm-hmm. I, and I think you're right. Like to just really think about it and like, like just put yourself in the shoes of Graham. Mm-hmm. It is like it. It's super terrifying, and like it. This. I mean, I'm still fucking scared of this movie. <laughs> like completely, yeah. dude. I <laughs> I watched it for like I watched it the other night, a couple nights ago, by myself, and like, dude, it was like it was like I had to like be like, all right, man, you can watch this movie yourself. You're not a kid anymore. <laughs> like, just put it on. Take your notes. You'll be fine. And it's big still boy like pants it's on, just, Brendan. Right, dude. I was like, put the huggies on, dude. Yeah. You got it. You're <laughs> a big kid now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> get it going. You got this, man. And, but I don't know. It, but it, it's it's cool because like there's. I'm glad that I did finally rewatch it because there's a lot of like 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 what we've been talking about. Really good, just like writing and mm-hmm. and just like metaphors to faith and God and everything like that about this movie into like the characters and character development that make it just like really good and it really makes it stand out more to me 
as like a good movie rather than like the movie that traumatized me when I was 10 years old or whatever. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, I think it's interesting because as kids, I don't think we ever really made that connection to religion and faith that we, that we do yeah. now. We like, we can see clearly no, yeah. now how, how uh, oh, important yeah. that theme is. Literally the, movie, the but... only thing, the only thing I remembered about this movie was how terrifying yeah. the alien hand was yeah. in the pantry, dude. I mean, yeah, oh, the yeah. things that you oh, remember from when you were a kid really are like the images that the stick with you, scene you know? is- it was the, yeah, pantry, the pantry scene, scene and the disturbing footage scene. The pantry mm-hmm. scene is the one that literally has stuck with me my entire life. It's like that is the biggest like jump scare for me always. Even when we <laughs> watched it together, it still got me. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. like like we it goes into like the sound design of how there's like he doesn't put any noise or anything. You just see like the little reflection of the knife and then the hand just shoots out at you out of yeah. nowhere. It's really, really well done and a like a really well timed jump scare, but fuck. Man. I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if this is referenced anywhere or if it if, if it's even true, but a lot of these uh like jumps well, I guess they're jump scares, but a lot of those moments in this movie really remind me of the Cody, you might know. I don't know if you've seen the movie Brendan, but the the one, the nurse uh, scene in the Exorcist Three, the very famous scene, just reminds me of that. It's, oh, it's not yeah, quite okay. as drawn out, obviously. I have not, I have not seen it's, it. It's an incredible yeah. scene. It's like this one still shot of like a hallway, and there's like this uh, nurse or whatever working, and I don't know how long the scene goes on for, but it's it's a crazy amount of time. Uh, and there's like really nothing happening. And then like the nurse kind of goes into this one room and then she comes out of the room. And then that's when this thing just like quickly shoots out, like walking behind her with like a knife in his hand. And it's absolutely terrifying because it sets. Yeah, it's the it's the timing for me. Yeah. man. that's what does it every time. And that, it works <laughs> so you sit there and you're yeah. like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So effective. Yeah. I love oh all god, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I've never I actually I haven't seen any of those exorcist movies. Like there's so many movies I haven't seen, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why that's, that's why, why we're uh, doing uh, well, partially why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. So that you can experience all these movies <laughs> yeah. for the first time and we oh. can talk about it from different perspectives. Hell yeah. So uh but yeah, no, anyways, uh, back to signs I like I kind of want to talk about, um, like, just uh, some of the characters and, like, how they uh, grow throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the journey, the, the path that they're on. Like, like I know, uh, I really like Meryl's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, how he, you know, he's, he's the brother who, you know, lives there uh, with them. And he was this baseball star. Uh, mm-hmm. when he was in high school. But then again, he wasn't as much of a baseball star because he would always swing. I guess you find this out in the town when he's... Which is an, actually an interesting... Uh, the whole town part, uh, really interesting um, scene uh, because in in that scene, Meryl goes and talks to... Um, it's uh, uh, like an army recruiter the, or something, the sergeant, right? Yeah, the sergeant yeah. or yeah. an army mm-hmm. recruiter guy or something in town. And uh, that that actually, that character, his w- when he's first talking to him, the way that he's talking is so like, it reminds me kind of like a, of like a very, he's like a very animated character mm-hmm. in that scene. You know what I'm talking about? And, um, and 
then uh, you get the uh, random appearance from uh, who, who's the who's the guy from Red Hot, or Wet Hot American Summer, who who, who uh, ends up popping up in that scene. With uh, him. I do. I don't uh, know. I don't remember. We talked. Oh, we talked oh, about it, it when we were watching. Oh, but. it's uh, it's Michael yeah. uh, Showalter. Is that fuck? Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, Michael yeah. Showalter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It so is. just like this random appearance from him too. No, you're right. I was um, like, wait, did that happen? And I was like, holy shit. No, yeah. you're right. That well, guy is in it. Because he's the one who like brings up the he he's like, Yeah, there's a record that, that most people don't know about that that he had too. He had the most strikeouts. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Out of anybody ever. That's yes. Because he was asking, like, oh, why why didn't you go pro? <laughs> <laughs> it is Michael Showalter. And, uh, yeah, I remember because I was like, that's totally him. Yeah, they yeah. have this like funny little interaction. That's funny. And, uh, oh, man. And then, but then at the same time, so like that scene's happening. At the same time, you have um, Graham who's like just going to pick up Morgan's medication at the pharmacy. And he runs into the girl working in the pharmacy and she like, she's like, I know you're not a priest anymore, but like she basically wants to do confession with him. So then yeah. he has to like, take it in and he's like totally not in the right mindset. Like there's like all this other stuff just started happening to him. This guy like on the roof last night or whatever, a couple nights ago, all this mm-hmm. weird stuff, the, the crop circles and all that, the signs, all the signs <laughs> are happening. Yeah. Name of the movie. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, 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 that scene, like she's, she's, you know, like, you could just see uh, his character, how much he's like, he's not really reacting much. He's just like, yeah, like. Well, yeah, well, because not- well, cause he like he's clearly like like even with the 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 sheriff, she keeps calling him father and he's mm-hmm. like, stop calling me father. Like the right. whole town yeah. clearly just sees him still as a man of God and a priest. Mm-hmm. But he's like. Right. Like people, and they still this, all have that faith me. in him. And exactly. That, like yeah. the yeah. faith surrounds him everywhere, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like the people see, see the faith with him and like even the sheriff, she calls him father, but then she ends up, you know, she quits calling him father because he asks uh, mm-hmm. yeah. for her to not call him that anymore. But yeah, like, so like everyone looks at him as this symbol of faith around the town mm-hmm. um, here in Pennsylvania. And uh, so I, it's just... Uh, the the growth that you see up from his character throughout, and then like you see like his interactions, like you, I know you mentioned earlier actually before we started recording how, um, uh, oh with the dog the, with the vet, yeah the vet, yeah, the vet, so, yeah, yeah. So what he's talking and about that, is how uh, like so at, at the beginning of the movie when their dog their dog pees. I'm mm-hmm. um, like in the kitchen, and then he's like, oh well, like we'll take him to see Doctor Clark later on. And then Morgan's like, Dr. Clark doesn't treat animals. Why do we take him there? And, like, he doesn't actually say ever in the movie anywhere until we eventually cut to the scene where he goes to see Ray Reddy at his office, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when you see that Reddy is the veterinarian, and then that's, like, what gives away that. He's like, oh, he doesn't take his dog to the vet because the vet killed his wife. Yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. He has no contact with the vet, especially because it it plays into it more and more because you find out that he has has his phone number written down and he's been meaning to call it, wants to call him uh, to kind of, like, have that conversation with him. Exactly, yeah. uh, And doesn't do it, doesn't do it. And then it's really interesting that he does do it in the moment that he does it. When he goes and he calls... Uh, and he calls him. Um, it took that. It took it 
an alien invasion literally right. to happen for him <laughs> yeah. to yeah, I think it, work up his strength to be able to make that phone call. Yeah, it's fascinating because um, it's kind of like that whole life flashing before your eyes and you make a you you get closer to God, you make a pact yeah. with God before you die type of thing because you want to get into heaven, right? It's almost like that right. inevitability. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that, that creeping dread of, you know, like everything might end kind of forces him to mm-hmm. try to make amends that type yes, of thing and at the very so, last moment yeah. and it's the only number he says he says it himself it's the only number i could think to call right in the moment yeah yeah um and yeah that that means a lot it, mm. sa- it says a lot well because um, i think that's where we learn too that because situation. isn't that when he learns that reddy's got the uh the alien in his pantry yeah right <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's or, well well he calls him and we hear well, after, we hear yeah. him like fighting around with something right, on the phone right. call but then he goes then he gets there and, and then he's like i locked one of them in the pantry yeah it's mm-hmm. <laughs> like all creepy and mm-hmm. shit like which oh which by the way can we get on this so so this is where he he mentions the uh he goes, I don't think they like water. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the, yeah. none of them are near water. Yeah, he says, I'm heading to the lake with yeah. some other people. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so that's where you kind of get the illusion that, oh, like they might not like water. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of like foreshadowing of, and, and obviously the water plays a lot. We already talked about how Bo has her water obsession mm-hmm. or yeah. water tick, however you want to look at it. And, um, the, the the whole water thing though is really interesting to me because it's something that like kind of stands out to me kind of a little bit like a sore thumb in the movie itself is like the, you know the aliens come to the planet that's, that's mostly water, water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they and either they know that water that they can't you know withstand water that water's bad for them or going to kill them or whatever or harm them mm-hmm. and they go to the planet anyway to harvest people or uh, they don't know, uh, and they go, uh, and they find out. I guess that they probably don't know, but so like, it, it's funny because like, it's surprising that it didn't rain <laughs> the whole time yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were there. It, it well, is see, like they if it rains and they're there, they're completely fucked. I'm gonna defend <laughs> the aliens here. I'm gonna play the hand of the aliens <laughs> real quick right here. So what I'm thinking. It's like because because they say in the news broadcast that the the crop circles they're they're meant for navigation. They, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we figure yeah. out that they're using them as maps. So right. clearly, where we see the aliens, there's not really bodies of water around them, right? So Correct. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pretty far away from bodies. That's of water. just so I I think like you can kind of like lend. I I can kind of see. I mean, I get the complaint about water and like. My biggest complaint, too, is, like, the fact that there's an alien that holds a grudge against a human. Yeah, I think that's really funny, too. Like, that's this, like, personal grudge that the alien has. And, I mean, it is cool because, like, it kind of, like, you think that they're all gone, but then, like, there's still one more left. And it's the one that you decided to fuck with, dude. Mm -hmm. But... But no, but yeah, I agree. And so I think like the, I think that what, what I'm thinking is they, I, I don't know why they would have chose to come to earth. Maybe they like didn't know, they just found the planet mm-hmm. and they knew that they needed, like maybe they were, they were like about to go extinct themselves. Who yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. knows what they were well, doing in space. I was going to say, uh, yeah. there, I found an article from Den of Geek, which it's like a list of the 10 best alien invasion movies or something, but it's got signs on there and, uh, the way this is written, actually, I hadn't really thought about it this way before, but it's kind of playing into what you guys are talking about right now. But uh, essentially, it says, like, 
you know, if you think about it, these these aliens are not like militaristic or anything. They most likely came to this planet to try to survive because, you know, their planet may have mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. Uh, destroyed or on the verge of destruction or whatever. And they came here because of necessity. And then when they came here, they discovered that, you know, the planet that they thought was going to be kind of their saving grace ended up being one that is like uniquely hostile to them. And then it, God kind of plays into it because uh, it basically says, you know, God called the species here so that he can invite them to their own extinction. I'm quoting the article. Uh, and that, and that, and that God, God saw fit to doom an entire world's intelligent life so that the world he actually cares for can worship him better, which is a really interesting way of uh, looking wow. at it because I think for a lot of religious people, you know, maybe that's the way that they, they do think about it. Like, you yeah. know, that's why, that's why we're on earth and, and wow. God, that's crazy. and God, Holy you know, shit. favors earth, that type of a thing. I don't know. It's just a really interesting no, way yeah, of looking at it. And it, it invites more of a... It's really interesting. invites more of like a terrifying... Yeah. yeah, like a terrifying idea to this whole faith theme too because as the movie kind of draws on, it kind of gives this hopefulness, right? And, you know, Graham yeah. gets his mm-hmm. faith back and, you know, Meryl's faith is kind of justified and everything, you know, and they fend off right. the aliens. But if you think of it like this, in 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 the aliens' perspective, like... God is kind of a dickhead, right? Like, uh, yeah, so, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you think yeah. about it that way, it really kind of flips the whole theme on its head. So, uh, I, I think that's well, yeah, really and that's and that's like that. That's and I think that's the, that's the best way to really, I think, to to like make sense out of why they would have come here, mm-hmm. um, or even like even with like the one like some people like to complain tune about how like that alien got stuck in the pantry yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, they me couldn't open up this doors. This thing comes down from space and it can't open a door. And it's like, well, it's hard to open a door when there's a bunch of shit in front of it blocking the way it would yeah. open. But for anyone really, <laughs> well, it'll take like a little bit back, of time. You know how it is, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, like that's what, like I agree. It's like, I, I, that's what I always thought is like, at least coming out of it, these ne- next few viewings mm-hmm. is that like, uh, that, that they were there not to like necessarily kill us, but just to like try to survive. And then they just, I mean, in the end, they obviously took whatever they could take and, and ran with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they probably yeah, they, did yeah, eat yeah. whatever kids they ended up taking or whatever, but definitely the Scandinavian woman. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah likely. That definitely. Scandinavian she can't high be jumper. jumping up on houses like that. <laughs> That's not okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's like, it's definitely something to where like, it wasn't so much as like an, in, like it was an invasion and not like a takeover, I guess is mm-hmm. what it was like. Yeah. And that's why I think it's like even a little more scary. Cause it's like, it just happened. It was just mm-hmm. three days, mm-hmm. like just right. out of nowhere. Yeah. That's, that's like, another unique thing is like the, the duration of they how were long there and then like they it's were only gone. a couple days, yeah. like three days, two, three days that they're. They show up, everything starts happening. They're here, they're here, they're in Brazil, they're yeah. you know, all and over the they, planet and creating all these signs and these crop circles and mm-hmm. these, you know, like you said, using as navigation, yeah, uh, among themselves. And it all takes place, it's literally only three days, 
mm-hmm. uh, from start to finish to where they like they come, they invade, and they're like, oh shit, water. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and yeah, they, they and dip, then, and they say and that they leave their wounded too, which is another thing I think that lends it to like they're obviously trying to survive. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. Just, so, yeah. Just they only ha- like, they have to survive they have to get, the fittest yeah. to. Mm-hmm whatever i don't know i don't know how aliens have sex but the, the design of the aliens is really cool like you know the, the obviously the cgi in the film is aged a little bit yeah um, but the, the hand the, the, hand, the hand, well, the hand's practical yeah like, that was yeah. an animatronic mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah so that's, that's aged fine yeah uh but the some of the some of the cgi that you see like especially in the ending scene uh, when you see the alien in full view, but M Night does do a few things to kind of mask that, which mm-hmm. are some pretty unique things. Like he does like this uh, pretty unique shot. Obviously, foreshadowing kind of like the water and the in the cup and like what's going to happen, like w- what's about to happen when Meryl starts swinging the bat. But it, it's these you know these shots that he like shows the alien this kind of like the silhouette of the alien through like like it's kind of like smoky but he has like these yeah. rays of sun kind of like coming and in the, the reflections of like t- the tv and everything yeah the reflect yes the mm-hmm. reflection of yeah. the tv and then as soon as meryl starts swinging the bat it, it's looking through like the cup of water through mm-hmm. the glass cup of water yeah uh so you can kind of see like kind of like what's happening but it's like shot in this kind of unique way that gives it this uh just like Hides the CGI essentially, but yeah. It, yeah. what it's doing is it's more effective in those moments. I feel like doing things like that and getting these like it just kind of like it like like I was saying earlier. Like there's just images that kind of like burn into your brain, especially mm-hmm. when you watch film for the first yeah. time, like the birthday scene and other scenes. But like some of those images, like the seeing the alien through the like reflection of the TV screen, is like one of those like things for me personally. Like. Uh, but he does a lot of things like that, which I find really uh, unique. Yeah, the, um, the cinematography in this movie in general is, I think, really underrated, first of all, because yeah. of how he's able to uh, mask a lot of these things and build up that suspense with these sort of minimalistic shots that, you know, th- that are both quick and don't really reveal too much. And then, mm-hmm. you know, even at the end with like the the silhouette and the reflection of the TV, I mean, I think is also just terrifying. Um, Yeah, that one definitely got me. I remember that one too. That's definitely a a good scare as well. A lot lot of it's just like It's cool that it's through the TV. Yeah, Yeah. and especially what's so cool about it is he like, you know, he goes in, like he grabs the TV out of the closet Mm -hmm. to bring it back out because it's like kind of, they think that they've left at this point. Yeah, it's it's over. There's nothing to worry about. He's rolling rolling it out and as he rolls it out, it rolls into the Mm -hmm. reflection and you see him holding, you know, the kid Morgan in the reflection and and uh, it's just it, it's just done in such a cool way. And M. Night does that. He has that uh, style about him that he kind of portrays through through a lot of his films. But in Signs, particularly, uh, he does it like exceedingly well yeah. um, in a lot of moments. In that, film. I know so, I even mentioned then, uh, uh, while we were watching how he's able to. There's not many of them, but there are some scenes where you kind of have this like bird level, you know, top down view of like the city and uh, well, town and a few other things like that, which I think is really yeah, fascinating because like it's almost, yeah, it's too. almost like the aliens mm-hmm. are, are watching them kind of floating over and watching like, 
you know, the humans, that sort of thing, I think is really yeah, fascinating. Yeah, like that voyeuristic perspective of yeah. like them looking down on us. Yeah, I like that a yeah. lot too. It, it adds to the whole sense of like, like the alien invasion mm-hmm. aspect of the movie. Mm-hmm. And even just, you know, like those scenes through the, the television, they, he just uh, portrays this experience and, and so many different uh, like ways that are, are extremely creative and I think lend to this overall, you know, phenomenon of this like global invasion bleeding in to this one family's house and into this like little town. Uh, I, I just mm-hmm. think it's, it's fascinating. And, and how many different ways he's able to capture that, that feeling. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, he does it. Uh, I, I mean, it all, all goes back kind of like what we were saying earlier, how he makes it so personal mm, yeah. um, and how, but it really like, it's interesting. Cause like you were, you were talking about like the, how, how he does the, uh, the news, like the news on TV and how it's being like, how it's all around the world and mm. it's everywhere and and uh how he portrays it he he portrays it in a way that's essentially like war of the worlds you know it's it's war of the worlds right. it's just like a different type of invasion like they end they, up know, in a not, basement sort of like they do in war of the worlds yeah, right? right yeah yeah so it, it draws a lot of similarities to war of the worlds but it takes war of the worlds and puts it on a much smaller scale and yeah. a much more personal mm-hmm. scale and that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier it all stems back to that but like you know to what Furthermore, to what you were saying, uh, Barnabas is just, you know, he does it um, in, in such a unique way. And he the way that like the, the news is portrayed through the uh, the TV is mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're you're watching it with the characters themselves. It's uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. In, in that kind of way. And uh, yeah, just yeah. I mean, but um, I, I did want to I did want to mention the score of the film. Oh yeah, score is fantastic. Get a chance to talk about that yet? But the score of the film, ah, score is like so good. I love. I, I mean, love I love it. movie scores in general. But Signs has one of those classic, like standout, like like you hear the sound score, the Signs score, you know the Signs yeah. score. It's so yeah. intense. It's too. so good, yeah. and it matches. It's... It matches what's the, like what the movie is so freaking well. Like yeah. you know, some scores just match the movie so well and like, it, yep that's phenomenal. Uh, james newton howard who uh, yes. also scored the sixth sense and unbreakable so i mean yeah yep. this yeah. was i i actually i i looked into it a bit and um i guess so this was like it's pretty like unusual as far as like scoring movies go mm. jo, jo, so this was, it was john newton howard right that's his name J- right yeah. james james newton howard james, sorry yeah. James Newton Howard and M. Night Shyamalan, they'd worked like on The Sixth Sense. I think this was the third film that he did with him, mm-hmm. but like they at this point, they'd gotten like like so used to working with each other that uh, James Newton Howard was actually writing the score for the movie after M. Night had created the storyboards. So before yeah. they'd like filmed anything in the movie, he was already working on and writing the score, mm-hmm. which is like. Which apparently, as far as score writing goes, is pretty uh, crazy and pretty unheard of as far as it goes, which I guess makes sense. But it's like cool that even before the movie was finished, he was able to make a score that fit so well into what like it just it leans to how well Well, put together and thought out the movie was and was created and everything. Right. Based on like how well they they work together and know Mm -hmm. each other. Oh, totally. I mean, it just uh, like. 
it it just tells you that M Night really like he had a specific and a really strong vision for w- what the movie yeah was and what he wanted it to be and like what his direction was for it. And uh, so I just feel like you know he kind of knew it was it's probably it was probably just something inside of him like like I don't know it's just some some filmmakers some stories that they tell some movies you you know they just have special things about them and. And I'm sure this was one of those ones that he just felt like, you know, I mean, at the time, M. Night was kind of putting out bangers, like, yep. back then, you know, like, That's all true. the time, yeah. and, and early on in his career. Yeah. So, he knew exactly what he wanted back then. And, and to, I, I wanted to touch on M. Night a little bit, because we didn't even talk about how M. Night plays, you know, the character. <laughs> plays uh, probably yeah. one of the most important <laughs> controversial characters, characters in the movie. Yeah, yeah right? And, <laughs> and he even, it's, <laughs> there's a scene in the movie, it's actually kind of funny, because it's like the director of the movie, but there's the scene when they're all sitting in the diner in town, and they're like, they're like, oh, who is that? And, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's him? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> and Actually, it's like this it's like this obviously like we know it to be in the movie obviously the the man who killed their the kid's mother and his wife but um you know it's just funny that m night chose to play that part himself i don't know the whole story i didn't do the research <laughs> well, so on that part i, I, I don't I know if he chose i did look into it a little bit he just, did no he did choose it himself okay. he, i i read that i think it was on like the imdb trivia is where i've read it so i don't i don't know how 100 percent of fact it is but but the the report was that m night said that he chose to play this role because it made the movie feel a little more personal to him which I guess makes sense, but it's like, I don't, that's just like so funny to me. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's you made like, the movie, so it's obviously it's such a it's selfish like thing, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, but no, and then um, and then the other thing too about it is that Mel Gibson actually had no idea that M. Night Shyamalan was playing this part until they were about to physically film mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. part and like run, like they called action. And M Knight stepped into this set, and then he was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were doing this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it was just like so. I just I find that like, like I mean, I guess props to him. M Knight Shyamalan is a great like filmmaker, and I guess he clearly knows it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But, um, but I yeah, it's just so funny that like because arguably Ray Reddy, he's like, he's one of the most important characters because he's like like every like journey that all the characters go on kind of stems from their mom and wife's death when Reddy kills her. And so, and it's clearly a big theme through the movie with Graham that he's trying to get over this man and get over the fact that he killed his wife. And it's just, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's great. No, I don't don't have a problem. He did a really good job in the movie as a character. He did great, but it's just so funny that he did it. Like he was like, yeah, this just makes it more personal to me. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like it's your movie bro what are you yeah, right. <laughs> yeah yeah right, top to bottom it's, 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 it's movie, a it's but. a unique little thing about the movie for sure has he played a lot of other characters in his movies i'm not sure so i mean i know he was in the sixth sense i know that for a fact he was the de- he was a oh, doctor okay. yeah he does that. show oh, okay. up in like all his movies um, i just kind of it might forgot. yeah it might be a thing another thing too like that that he that m night put in the movie the um, I think it might be in the beginning or toward the end when the aliens are crashing through their house, like attacking mm-hmm. 
Graham tells the kids how they were born, like the story of their birth. Yeah. So like he's like that, and those were actually yeah. how M Knight's kids were born. Oh, the wow. stories he tells oh, that's are really how cool. his two kids were born. Huh. So yeah, so that that's really that cool. is pretty cool. That I like I really like yeah. that uh, those like those bits of dialogue in the movie when he's telling them how they were born. Yeah, or, or the di- like like we, we we talked about it earlier. The dialogue uh, in the scene when he's talking about uh, coincidences versus miracles. And when yeah, that, you know, that, Meryl that tell, conversation tell, tells on him the, the couch whole, is great. Yeah, yeah. and Meryl tells him mm-hmm. the whole uh, thing about uh, he's like, you "Can know, you just he, act how you used how to he act? found his faith?" Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's you know, and it, and it's all because some girl didn't throw up in his mouth. He thought it was a miracle <laughs> that you know he didn't he could have been kissing her at that exact yeah. moment. <laughs> and I, it's it's a funny story, but it's so funny because like he's t- telling that story specifically because that's literally how he found his faith. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and, he's tra- and he's trying his best to get his, for everyone, right? his uh his brother there to find his faith again and um yeah, no, there and then and other little things in the in the film too that uh that are done like the uh I th- it's the newsers reporting it like or or Merrill says it I think how how a bird uh was flying through the sky and it hit this invisible wall yeah. and just fell straight down. Mm-hmm. And it's it's little things like that. Like we didn't even see that, but you can see it in your mind, and you're like, yeah, that's fucking creepy. Like if I saw that, I'd fucking flip. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like my like something's wrong. For like sure. Yeah. Something's going on here. Like, and it's just like the subtle but but super like strange, creepy things, um, that is literally like that's only dialogue that you hear it, but it's uh, enough to kind of yeah. like make you go like. Because, yeah, it it just goes back to that whole thing of, like, seeing, you know, seeing the alien invasion without seeing it and you're not sure if you can believe Mm -hmm. it. It's very much like things today, you know, that come on the news. It's like you're not there directly. Mm -hmm. You're not experiencing it directly. So a small part of you is a little unsure, right? Like, you you don't want to believe it. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to believe it because it, it can be this big, terrifying thing. But there are people out there experiencing it, and this movie hones in on exactly those people who are experiencing it very directly. But yeah, it, that you know that that's I think what makes the movie so effective is is this grand scale that becomes very very personal, uh, and and how that's I agree. Portrayed. Yeah. yeah, that's that that's the most effective part of the yeah. movie to me too is how like. Uh, we we are focused like it's it's happening grand scale, but we're focused on the the family perspective mm-hmm. on like how how does an American family react to uh, like an alien invasion? And it's even kind of funny too because the the house that they made for the film, if you look, the house is painted with red, white, and blue trim <laughs> as like because the house is supposed to sort of represent like America as a mm-hmm. fortress for the family. Okay. Right. And yeah. so, yeah. And so the house is painted red, white, and blue with trim on the outside to so how like he represents like America with the house sort of, and how it's mm. like the American family, like holding together in their home yeah. and figuring out how they're going to get through it together yeah, and everything, which is like, there's a lot of like really tiny little details like yeah. that in the movie that I like I I love finding those things in a well, movie toge- when I watch and, it. Yeah. yeah, togetherness is I mean you, you keep talking about how it was like a key part of the movie is like them being together yeah. like holding each other. Mm-hmm. Well, there's multiple scenes in which they're 
all in the frame together or they're not only all in the frame together, they're all like hugging each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like at the dinner know, table. Each other at yep. the dinner table at the end. Um, I believe there's, I, I think there might be one other time when they're all hugging each other or all real close to each well, other. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so but there's, there's a lot of times when they're all in the frame together too. Yeah. And I think that's just another way to portray like how together they are and how well, close yeah, they are. It's to show like and how they really need to be together to get through to get whatever through. they're yeah. going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is what, at least that's what I take away from it when I see like how. Faith like, in one another too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause I feel um, like with a lot of movies, we don't normally see a family like sticking together like this, how they do. Like normally mm-hmm. there's some kind of like fallout or they'll split apart. Mm-hmm. Right. At least that's how I feel. Like we don't always see a family so like well put like they have their problems, obviously, but right. they know that they got to stick together as a family to get through everything, which is also why they don't go to the lake with Ray and the rest of the people in the town. Right. Yeah. They're like, no, well, we I like how stay they had that here. little vote. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, no, we want to stay here because this is where our mom raised us yeah. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And Graham's uh, he's like, well, I count for two votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bo's like, like, well, I changed my vote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah another reason why it's, it's just really re- relatable because, you know, uh, you have your home. That's kind of like your safe yeah. space and you have your, your family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even if you're not too close to your family, like those are the people who you've been through life with, you know, in many cases. And uh, so at the end of the day, those are the people and that's the place you want to be at to really feel safest, I guess. Like, and you know, it, it's hard to really trust anybody else or anywhere else just because you're not familiar with with other people you're not familiar with that territory and so and, and you want to defend you know kind of what's yours so yeah oh yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so yeah and, and, and that way i think mm-hmm. even going back to you know how the house is painted red white and blue it, and and how this family who's kind of portrayed as like i mean it's not totally conventional but sort of as your more standard i guess american religious type of family you know a lot of those mm-hmm. things factor yeah, in to, to yeah to really emphasize that point right yeah and um i did want i did want to also mention like the interesting uh dynamic uh with um graham mm-hmm. with uh between his, his with his relationship with faith and with god and his relationship with uh what's actually happening, the events that are placed in front of him with the signs, with the aliens, uh, and everything that's happening and how he's actually actually reacting to the situation. Mm -hmm. He's actually a lot more calm than most of the other characters in the film, Uh, other than the scene when he's in the cornfield by himself at nighttime when he takes the flashlight and he sees the alien's leg kind of like, (laughs) you know, go go back in behind the cornstalks and he, you know, kind of runs away. Uh, but outside of that, like, it's a really interesting dynamic uh, that that I'm kind of thinking about here because uh, he had just, you know, he, he's lost his faith. And not only did he lose his faith, but now he's being, like, challenged even more with this really, like, challenging thing. Like, we already know kind of how aliens and everything is related to kind of uh, God um, and religion, uh, and 
those two things kind of like clashing at once when he's already battling with the loss of his faith and his family still has that faith around him. And uh, it's just really interesting to see him kind of wrestle with that throughout the entire film with, you know, uh, just trying to figure out, trying to figure out, like trying to find his faith again, but trying to also guide his family um, cause he's, he's not really looking for his faith again. He just seems to find it. He really, cause he really yeah. has this, like, he's dead. He's basically kind of dead inside. Well, yeah, it kinda seems, he's just like, I uh, go ahead. You no, know, I was just saying, it kind of seems more so like, rather than like, like maybe saying he lost his faith completely. It's like, it's really like saying that maybe he still kind of has his faith, but he's just like really, really pissed off at God. And is like, mm-hmm. yeah. he's like, like it seems more so than him not having faith is like, we're, we're really with him yeah, on okay, the yeah. edge of like, like he, he doesn't know if he's lost it yet or not. And the, these are right. sort of like, that's you a, can look really at this all as like it. a test of faith for Graham, this whole movie yeah. is like a test of his faith in God right. and everything. It's but, a really good way to put it too, yeah. because, um, no, yeah, I don't. It's just, don't, it's just no, ironic. Really. <laughs> yeah, it's just ironic <laughs> that the thing that really tests him is something that many people think is is kind of the challenging, the opposite, the opposite. Of yeah, what I guess people perceive, you know, faith and God to well, be. Well, I mean, some people say that gods are aliens, well, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, I mean, you know, we could could get into it, boys. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no so, that's a whole yeah, yeah, a whole yeah other discussion. I'm that's sure. a whole. It's called yeah. Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. <laughs> right, you know, look it up. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess the the one last thing that I wanted to mention before we kind of sign off is there's there's a theory uh, about these aliens, and uh, it's out there. I I, did, I haven't done like a ton of research on the theory, but I have heard the theory. And it, it does kind of make sense for the movie itself, but there's a theory that the aliens aren't actually aliens. The aliens hmm. are demons. Mm, okay. um, really? Yes. Okay. And I'm interested. And it kind of, you know, it kind of makes sense in a way, because uh, essentially, you know, obviously the the as we've been talking about the movie movie has everything to do with faith, and there's you know faith themes, religious themes, all throughout the film coursing throughout its blood and uh, that the, that these aliens are not aliens. They're actually demons coming uh, to, I guess, I, I don't know what they're there for. I didn't do enough research on the topic, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, but no, the theory itself, though, is really interesting. And the, the, the water, the whole water aspect actually plays into it because the water's holy. Right, yeah. So right. it's holy water that they're, you know, so that's why it's burning them the way that oh, it does. Okay. And yeah. they're not actually aliens, they're demons. So, I mean, that's, it's just that I, I haven't done enough research on the theory, like I said, but I just kind of wanted to bring it up here. Your guys' thoughts on it? I don't, have you guys heard this theory before? Or? I, I, I didn't, I saw it. I didn't, like, I didn't look into it that much, but, like, I, I probably should have, but, like I, it, you can kind of, I can kind of see it because I mean, with how much this has to do with faith, yeah, in the movie, like, like you could, like it, it could very well be something like that. I just like, to me, it just feels like, like I don't. I don't know. I don't want them to be demons. Like if right, they, right, if, right, they right. if like if M Night were it to come out the movie and say a lot. Yeah. that it's like these were actually demons that we're here because like, cause we believe in God and the water 
killed him because there was holy water. That like I don't know. I mean, it's it's cool if that's what you're going for, mm-hmm. but like to me, this like because I really like like sort of like what what uh, what Barnabas said a minute ago, where like like aliens are typically something that like is like like people look at to sort of like try to say like like maybe something against god or yeah, something like that the right idea or like, of god yeah. like the idea of them being there is like like they are pretty much because they would have been the ones to give us whatever technology or whatever mm-hmm. we have blah 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 mm-hmm. um and so i just i think that that leaving it as like aliens are actually this thing coming as like a test of god more so than anything mm-hmm. as to like see like because it is you can think about it that way as then like um like like who whatever the aliens because obviously they said they took some people so they said mm-hmm. they just took some of us mm-hmm. and left so like so maybe they are demons in the sense that like they took those that like it was a sort of like a, a judgment day right? yeah like they right. took those that were unworthy or didn't believe in god and and then those were the ones that took and the ones that I guess maybe the harmed ones that were left behind were whoever got hit by water or like the I guess like the alien that lost his fingers clearly because he just like wasn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they left him behind. So it's a cool theory. It's it's but that's why I didn't yeah. like I didn't it's look an, into it that much because it, it just seems like right. a, it seemed like a really big stretch for me. It's just an interesting theory. It, it's yeah. totally I'm sure there's some other, you know, uh, reasons why I, I just haven't done enough research on the theory itself. Yeah, you know, obviously just uh, but I'm sure the theory works in other ways. I'm sure there, there's other reasons why it works. But um, the theory itself. Yeah, personally, like I'd rather look at the movie and like think, you know. All right. Yeah. Alien invasion. Aliens. It does kind of bother me too. the water thing. Like I I do kind of hate that it's like like the their biggest weakness is the thing we have the most of in the world. Right. Which like I I mean, I don't really hate it, but like like see the the thing that's great about it is that like they never make it an issue because like we're never by a big body of water. Mm -hmm. And like and I like I was I would like looking at some of the crop circles and like if you look at the way they designed them, like some of them have like what looks like a water trident in the design. Mm -hmm. So like if they were for navigation, it's like they're probably pointing towards bodies of water. So they know not to go this way or whatever. Right. I don't know. Like, Okay. I, I think the demons thing is a little bonkers, but I'm I'm open to reading more <laughs> into it. I definitely don't think that that's the, the thing at all. I think somebody took the whole aspect of, of yeah, faith and was like just like, hmm, like this could <laughs> right. be something to stir up a conversation. But now, yeah, I they really to, just uh, yeah, really uh, just yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you no, take the faith so. thing and you take the the holy water thing and you could do. Yeah, well, totally it seems like it, it's I'm the sure. way that they were trying to mm-hmm. justify like water being a weakness to aliens mm-hmm. or something like that. Which, like, like I mean, yeah, it's it's a weird point, but like it, like I said in the movie, it really doesn't like do anything except for the fact that like like they have the the cups of water around the house, mm-hmm. and then that just kind of like yeah. it's used as a tool to explain why they have it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the whole boat like. Bo and her little quirk with the water is like it's an interesting. Like, I mean, you like, can almost it look does, at it as like prophetic in a way. Yeah, well, like well, we kind of were talking about yeah. how Bo uh, is kind of prophetic in a way, like like her mom in a way, I guess before or right before her mom passed away. At least she kind of had these 
um, kind of like visions of the future, I guess you could say. I don't know if she saw the future, but she knew what to say in that moment that was going to be very um, pivotal. Pivotal. Yeah. And in, in, mm-hmm. in later on in, in the moment that, that you see at the end of the film. And Bo also has these kind of like psychic uh, tendencies about her that like obviously she has this water quirk. That maybe, uh, you know, she doesn't know this consciously, but she's doing it, you know, that and it's going to really, pl- you know, plays a factor later on in help helping them defeat the this creature, this alien that's in the house. Yeah. Uh, holding on to Morgan, trying to poison Morgan and kill Morgan, which is another really cool like thing that, you know, his like his the, lungs his are closed lungs off. Were closed from the and it's amazing that, you know, it's yeah, a, miracle a miracle that he survives. Yeah, and it's, right. it's a really like it's a really cool ending, really awesome wrap up. But back to kind of what I was saying with Bo, her um, her psychic tendencies, like she also, you know, says, you know, earlier on in the movie, she she tells Morgan that she, uh, she's like, I don't want that, you to she, die. Yeah, she says, I don't want you to die. And she, why, why would you say that? Right. They have this like yeah. little conversation, and you don't find out why she says that ultimately, but you know that she has had some sort of like premonition or some sort of thing happened to her that mm-hmm. she she's like thinking that he's going to die. So it's kind of like this foreshadowing thing. So then later on in the film, when they're in the basement and she, she's like watching Morgan as Morgan's like having this, uh, asthma this attack, asthma attack yeah. and this asthma attack and, uh, Graham, you know, his father's holding on to him, trying to tell him, breathe, you know, breathe with me, mm-hmm. you know, in and out and all this stuff. And she's just standing there that she's just standing there on the side of them. And she uh, says, I dreamt this. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, so like it just kind of goes. It's it's interesting, like everything that plays into it really, you know, it's the way that it plays into it's really cool. And it's done in a really cool way. And I think we've said that a lot this episode. Yeah. But M. Night does it in a really yeah, unique fashion. Yeah, as far fashion. as like a, a movie And it still plays, re- it plays really well. In yeah. This. It's yeah. really cool to use aliens to to have a test of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's really, it's it's really cool. It's it's really like, I don't know, it's a really original way to use aliens too, right. as we mm-hmm. said. Like he, he did a really good job making yeah. an alien invasion movie different. From every other one we'd seen. Yes, and personally, some of my favorites are some of my favorite like alien invasion types of movies or sci-fi films are films that do touch on faith as well or re- religion as well yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. because it really does when you think about you know extraterrestrial extraterrestrial life out there and the possibilities in the endless universes that are out there. Um, and how we're just like here and we're so small and like, I don't know, just thinking about everything. Uh, <laughs> it's like zoom out. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <literally>. And re- <laughs> yeah. so like, reli- like in religion is kind of like, it's our thing here, but like, what is religion on other, you know, in other planets mm-hmm. and other, is you know, it on other it, planets, on, right? With, yeah. with extraterrestrial right. life. And how does that relate to ours? And is it similar? Is it different? Like there's all these questions uh, that really like that that they challenge each other the two things i feel like are synonymous with each other so any really good sci-fi you know alien story i feel like uh personally like it connects more to me if it does touch that base of religion as well yeah uh, within the story like like 
Contact from 1997. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. But Contact's one of my favorites. I fucking love Contact. Same. Uh, and then uh, also, um, like, Arrival, Arrival does it uh, a little bit. It doesn't touch on religion as much, but it does touch on it a little bit in the movie. Um, and just, like, I just feel like the two things, they really go well together uh, to tell, like, a really... Because um, they challenge each other. The two things challenge yeah. each other. No, they, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's... I don't know. It's... Um, yeah. Just... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you're right. It's a, it's a really, really well done. And that's why... That's, that's like, my favorite... My favorite part of this movie completely is the... Is the, like, the test of faith that the characters go through with, with an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool mm-hmm. way to think about it there, but... Um, I think, guys, with that, I think we're pretty much about at the end of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. You guys here. got anything? Uh, Artemis, last, anything last else? Last say? thoughts? No. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say uh, the that central aspect is really interesting. I think looking to as somebody uh, who is not religious really at all, because it kind of puts you in this uh, different predicament. Like, uh, you know, if I if I was facing down this alien invasion. Would I be thinking about God and would I be struggling with my faith if if that's not something that I really believe in yeah. or ever did believe right, in? Yeah. You know? no. uh, so and I, yeah, well that yeah, that's another thing for me too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, everyone I, has I, I just own, think it's, you know, it's something really interesting sure. to think about. Because as a kid I didn't really think about it at all. I didn't even really recognize that this theme kind of existed yeah. and, and watching it today, yeah. you know that part doesn't really relate to me so much because I don't believe in God and I'm not really religious like that, but it's still Mm -hmm. an incredibly interesting perspective to sort of ponder because of how these characters go through it, you know? Um, So that, that's all I really wanted to say. You know, even as somebody who's not religious watching this, I think it, it invites that conversation and does sort of make you think about, you know, the, the bigger picture. Um, right. Which, which M night does extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm same. same thing for me with like watching it again as like an adult now, like seriously, this was the first time I'd watched the movie in 15 years. <laughs> and I just like everything went over my head <laughs> at the yeah. movie because I was just so, yeah. so afraid of it mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but no, I agree. It, it's, it's really well done. It's a great movie. If if you haven't seen it and you listen to the whole podcast, sorry we ruined it for you. But shame <laughs> on you. Shame on you for listening. <laughs> Go watch it. Um, thank you all for listening. And again, a special thank you to our guest Barnabas. If you want to let them know where they can hear you some more. Yeah, guys. Uh, well, unfortunately, we haven't had too many new episodes recently just because, you know, life things and it, it's hard to get together. Uh, sometimes, but uh, we we do plan on getting back into recording more grave discussions, hopefully very soon. Um, but if you guys are interested in listening to any of our 101, I think now previous episodes, which are all great in their own way, uh, you can follow Grave Discussions on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically wherever you get your podcasts, and then uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well uh, to stay tuned for any new updates and when we'll be coming back and even just to chat with us. So uh, you can search for grave discussions and uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on here. It was a lot of fun diving back into this movie, which I really, I hadn't watched in a few years either. 
And, uh, you know, it just really made me think about how this this movie may not hold up in some ways, but it still holds up, I think, to this date as one of the more terrifying sci-fi horror movies to to ever come out. Yes, absolutely. Amen, brother. We loved having you on, Barnabas. It was a pleasure having you on. Uh, I was uh, really excited to have you on today. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I had a really, really looking forward to it. We had a lot of time talking. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even another collab in the future. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. We'll have, we'll have oh, yeah. you back. We'll have you back anytime, on, boys. One hundred percent. Like that, of course. Thank you. And then again, also real quick before we uh, get out of here, you can also. Like the Midnight Reel on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, obviously called the Midnight Reel. We'll be posting updates uh, for all the episodes and maybe what's to come. We do have a Twitter as well, at Midnight underscore Reel, because uh, the Midnight Reel was taking those bastards. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, yeah. You, can, you can follow us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, get any updates, stay connected. Let us know what you think of the episodes. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Brendan. I'm Cody. And this has been the Midnight Reels.